Reed Robertson has convinced Captain Sweeney he is not guilty of stealing the plans of the new and rightly secret Army jet fighter. But Special Investigator Russell is still skeptical. Jimmy Allen, however, has discovered from Flash Lewis that the new fighter purchased by Major Moto has been ordered ready for flight at 1 o'clock that night. He and Speed urge Captain Sweeney to make sure the key drawings of the control surfaces, now kept in the factory's vault, are closely guarded. It is 10 at night in Captain Sweeney's office at the plant. Yeah, who's there? Is Captain Sweeney here? Who wants to see him? This is Mr. Russell. Oh, uh, just a minute. Captain Sweeney's expecting you. Do you uh, know the way to Captain Sweeney's office? Yes, I do. Well, Captain Sweeney's expecting two other gentlemen, so I better stay here. Yes, I know he is. I'll find my way to his office, all right. Well, hello, Russell. You're right on time. That's a habit of mine. Take a chair and make yourself comfortable. Jimmy Allen and Speed Robertson ought to be along in a minute. Have a cigar? Don't mind if I do. Here, here's a light. Thanks. So, young Allen and Speed Robertson haven't arrived yet, eh? No, but I'm sure they'll be here right away. I'm not so sure. Oh, come now, Russell. You don't mean to tell me that you still think Speed Robertson's the one who's been stealing these plans, do you? After I left Robertson's room, I got to thinking things over, and I'm afraid I was influenced too hastily by the story Robertson and Jimmy Allen told regarding those attempts on their lives. Well, I don't think there's any questioning the truth of their statements. After all, we know Robertson changed planes in midair, and we also know they both walked the plank with a couple of silk umbrellas. That's all true enough. Nevertheless, I think I neglected my obvious duty. I should have put Robertson under arrest. It's a cinch he couldn't steal any plans if he was in jail. And then if we should catch anyone else trying to steal the plans here tonight, it would look just as good for Robertson as though he were here with us. As it is now, he may take a run-out powder on us. Well, maybe that's true. I might have been a trifle too willing to believe Robertson's story. Well, uh, perhaps that's them now. Come in. Here's the other two gentlemen you were expecting, Captain. This is Jimmy Allen and Speed Robertson. Fine. Hello, Robertson. How are you, Jimmy? Come on in. Russell here was getting a little bit worried. He was afraid you might have started a non-stop flight to Australia. Well, I haven't lost anything in Australia, Sweeney. I'm very much interested in this little expedition of ours tonight. I think we're on the right track. I wish I thought so. Well, uh, now that we're all here, what's going to be our plan of action? Where's the safe in which the plans are kept? Russell, it's down at the other end of the large general office. I see the upper part of the partition here is glass. Can you see the safe from this office? Yes, you can by raising on your tiptoes. Here, I'll show you. You see, it's uh, down in the far end there in the corner. Oh, yes, I see. I couldn't make it out at first. That part of the room is rather dark. Yes, you see, at night they only keep one damn light burning in the main office, but uh, that's down at this end. Well, it's 10-10 now. I'm willing to sit around here for a while, but if nothing happens within a reasonable length of time, I'm going back to my hotel and hit the hay. Well, that's all right, Mr. Russell. I don't see that there's any need in keeping you up. Speed and I'll stay here and watch all night. Oh, you will, will you? Now, wouldn't that be sweet? Would be even better, wouldn't it, if Captain Sweeney turned over the combination of the safety, huh? No, we'll wait here till 12 o'clock. Nothing happens by that time. This little party's off. I'll hit my little trundle bed, but you and Speed Robertson won't be left down here. And then as much as I'm not going to sit up all night to watch him, I'm going to put Robertson in a specially constructed hotel where I know you'll be safe. Though so who's gal, I suppose? You're a mind reader, Robertson. But I don't think that's giving our plan a fair chance, Mr. Russell. Whoever is trying to get these plans... Might not do anything until much later than that. I think the kid's right, Russell. 
Well, if you think I'm going to stay here all night in this cold, drafty factory, you've got another thing coming. Why, I thought clever detectives just loved to spend nights hiding in empty barrels, ready to pounce out on their quarry. Oh, yeah? Well, I can tell you that's a bunch of hooey. Besides, Mr. Russell, Major Moto's plane isn't supposed to be ready for flying until 1 o'clock. Well, I can tell you right now, I don't take any stock in that wild theory. I can't see the slightest connection between Major Moto, his airplane, and these plans. Well, I wouldn't be so sure of that, Russell. The whole thing's too fantastic. You know, I thought a good detective never jumped too rapidly at conclusions. Now, here you are ridiculing something that's very reasonable. It's very possible Mike Jones and the gang back of him have been hired to assist this Oriental Moro to steal these plans and at the same time ensure the non-acceptance of the plane by the U.S. government. Now, Mike Jones is no dumbbell. He becomes suspicious of Jimmy Allen here and is afraid the kid knows too much. He's afraid to waste any more time, so he determines to make a last attempt to get the rest of the drawings and, if anything goes wrong, get Moto out of the country. You mean Major Moto would fly out of the country with the plans? Exactly. You accused me of ridiculing an idea, and now you're being ridiculous yourself. How's that? In the first place, I've checked this motor over at Central Flying School. He's just a primary student. He hasn't even soloed yet. But he's been seen flying the ship alone, Russell, and not only that, but starting it, too. Who saw him? Robertson here and young Allen. Have you or anyone else besides Robertson and Allen seen him flying alone? No, I guess not, but, uh... Just as I thought. Now, in the second place, even if your theory was right, Robertson... How would he fly across the border without landing and refueling? Well, that's an easy one to answer. I was talking to Hank St. John, the man who sold motor the plane. He's an old buddy of mine. He tells me this ship he flew down here is a specially streamlined job. He says it has a range of better than 4,000 miles. The nearest point on the border from Kansas City is about at Del Rio. It's approximately an airline distance of only 750 miles. So, you see, he could fly clear to the other end of South America if he wanted to without refueling. Well, we're just worrying ourselves about nothing. No one has gotten away with a complete set of the plans yet. And in order to get one, they're going to have to break into that safe in the other room. And that, gentlemen, is impossible. There are four of us here. I have two of my best operators watching outside, and there are some watchmen here at the factory. How many, Captain Sweeney? Well, Russell, two besides Hartman, and they're tough cookies, too. Well, if that's the case, they may not try to steal the remaining drawings. Why not? They wouldn't have a complete set. I think Captain Sweeney will bear me out in this statement. They have enough of the drawings now so that it wouldn't be impossible for a clever aeronautical engineer to complete the set. How about that, Captain Sweeney? Robertson's right. Well, I tell you what we'll do. We'll stay till one o'clock. That's the time you said this major moto ship was to be ready, didn't you, Alan? Yes, sir. There's only one more thing. In case Robertson should be right, and this major moto attempts to make a getaway, what can we do? Well, that's easy. You see, this factory has just completed an attack plane. It hasn't been named yet. It goes by an experimental number XA-205. Now, Captain Carver finished flight tests on it yesterday. Stands in the service hangar. It's equipped with 50 caliber machine guns and two 20-millimeter cannons. And I've got plenty of ammunition right here in my office. It has a top speed that's faster than Moto's plane. I'll catch him. Don't you worry about that. Now, Robertson here can go along as my gunner. I've seen him handle machine guns before. Suits me. All right. Now, here's what we'll do. I have my two men outside and the regular factory watchmen are also on the job. We can see the safe from this office, so there's no use in placing ourselves at different points inside the factory. We might as well remain here and be comfortable. Well, uh, Russell, uh, what about this light in my office here? You don't usually work uh, here this late at night, do you? No, I don't. Well, when I say the word, you snap out the light. We don't want to have any signs of unusual activity about the place. It must look as it usually does in the middle of the night. Okay, when you give the word, Russell, I'll switch out the light. Anyway, we can see better without it. All right. Now, are we all ready? What about weapons? Are the rest of you armed? I brought along my old service forty-five, And I've got mine, too. What about you, Jimmy? Have you got a gun? Why, no, I haven't, Mr. Russell. You know how to use one? Oh, yes, sir. 
I was in the ROTC at high school and on the pistol team. Okay, I've got an extra thirty-eight automatic here. Take good care of it. But don't start shooting if you hear a strange noise. Wait till I give the signal. Yes, sir. Turn out the light, Captain Sweeney. All right, gentlemen. I guess we're all set for action. It's 12.30. Yeah. That was number five. The night meal from Omaha. Right on time. Well, I'm getting about sick of this. I'm glad there's only a half hour to go. Besides, it's getting cold in here. Say, I think I heard a strange noise. There you go. I knew you'd be hearing a strange noise sometime pretty soon. Don't start shooting. Oh, I won't, Mr. Russell. But I did hear something. What kind of a noise was it, Jimmy? It sounded like a door being opened and closed very softly. Here, I'll take a look. I don't see anybody. I'm afraid your imagination is running away with you, Jimmy. Look, out that window. Where, Jimmy? The outside window. By golly, the kid's right. There is somebody out there. Where? Over there, in the shadow of that hangar. Oh, yes, I see. Maybe it's one of your watchmen, Sweeney. No, Russell, our watchmen carry lights with them. Perhaps it's one of your men. It could be, but I don't think so. I ordered one man to station himself at the front and the other at the back. There it is again. What, Jimmy? That noise I heard before. It sounded as though it came from the outer office. Say, come over here, Russell, and you, Captain Sweeney. What's that over in that corner? By George, it does look like the figure of a man, all right. Quiet a second, maybe you'll move. No, I don't think it is anyone. I think I must be getting goofy. I saw another figure outside this window. Everyone keep quiet. Look, there's someone coming in the outer office. You're right. Let me see. Oh, that's Hartman. See? He has a light and his time clock with him. He's due through this part of the plant on this hourly tour. Well, why doesn't he keep going instead of staying there in the office? Well, he's probably stopping to rest a minute. He sometimes does that, sits down and smokes a cigarette. Hey, look. He's going over into that corner by the safe. Hmm, that's strange. Look at him. He's holding his light up in front of that window. Shh. Well, what do you know about that? Hartman answered it. Hey, look. He's going over to the main door. And he's opening it very quietly, too. Something darn funny's going on. Look, he's letting in two men. Yep, you're right. And they're all going over toward the safe. And here comes Hartman down toward us. You better go out, Captain Sweeney, and ask him what the devil he means by letting those fellows in. Perhaps he's the inside man we've been wanting. Great guns. That's not Hartman. It's Shorty Mason. What has happened to the faithful Hartman? Jimmy's hunch must have been right after all. Don't miss the next episode of Jimmy Allen's Air Adventures. <laughs>